0: The following is a presentation of the Speed Sport Podcast Network. They're tangling in the back of the pack. Kyle Bush won the season opener at Talladega. DeGroote was second. He's the reigning champion. It's the iRacer's download.
1: Cardwell hoping it stays green. He nearly spins it around. Who's it going to be? Cardwell, Berkeley, or someone else?
0: Where reality meets the virtual world of auto racing.
1: iRacing's executive director, Dale Earnhardt Jr. I think that NASCAR is starting to see the value and the opportunities that can present themselves working with iRacing. Presented by Crosley. Amplify your style. Here are your hosts, Taylor Burris and Justin Prince. Welcome to another episode of the iRacers Download on the Speed Sport Podcast Network presented by Crosley Radio and on NASCAR Digital Media. Taylor Burris here along with our special guest host joining me here today, Dylan Connolly and of course our producer, Richard Colbreff, as we are talking all things Build Week and Week 13. We also have a special guest joining us here on the Download as Graham Bolin winner at the Worldwide Technology Raceway in the E-NASCAR Coca-Cola iRacing series. will be joining us later on the show as we preview the next round of the E-NASCAR competition and also review the season of the Porsche Tag Heuer Esports Super Cup that just completed over the weekend. But Dylan, I got to say first and foremost, it's probably everyone's favorite time of the year. Build week, week 13, oh. all the new goodies. And I got to say this season oh, man. was full of excitement.
0: God, there's a bunch of stuff. You know, I always look forward to, you know, there's four different times in the year where, you know, at the end of every season where you get new toys to play with, you get new tracks to drive or drive on, new cars, new everything. I mean, there's, there was a bunch of stuff, a plethora of items that are brand new to the iRacing world this week. And it's, what's funny is, you know, they'll talk about every season they'll do it's like, hey, you know, we're working on this, we're working on this. And then, They put out the release notes and then like the day of the say, oh yeah, we're adding this. So it's just cool to see a lot of new things added in. Like, you know, the last build we had the Buick put in the 87 cars. It's just fun to see new stuff like this.
1: It certainly is. Well, before we get into that, our special guest is joining us here today, and that is going to be Graham Bolin. So we're going to come take a quick commercial break, but when we come back, we will speak to the winner of the e Coca-Cola iRacing Series event live at the Worldwide Technology Raceway last week, Graham Bolin for Charlotte Phoenix. Welcome back to the iRacers Download on the SpeedSport Podcast Network, presented by Crosley Radio and on NASCAR Digital Media. Taylor Burr is here, along with Dylan Connolly, Richard Colbreth, our producer, and we are here with the winner at the first ever race held in eNASCAR competition at the Worldwide Technology Raceway. Graham Bolin, driver of the number 48 Charlotte Phoenix Toyota Camry, is with us. Graham, a very exciting race to start to finish, but I have to say, no one was able to able to put up any close competition to you as you dominated the race leading 97 laps and pulling away from zach novak by over two and a half seconds talk to us about finally getting that win with charlotte phoenix
2: uh it was good i mean we we're knocking on the door all season it felt like so i wish i won at kansas in front of the crowd when we did the uh stage and it would have been awesome um uh, yeah. Other than that, it was. I'm just glad we won, so we can be in the playoffs. Uh, I wish Con- uh, Colin was a little bit higher up in points, so we will be higher up in team standings. But other than that, uh, we'll just be knocking out good finishes and hopefully get to a- grab another one, so we can get uh, some playoff points before we go into playoffs.
1: Talk a little bit about also, you know, this race was not really a caution-filled fest race like we saw at Kansas or some of the other previous rounds. In fact, the first caution didn't come out till about lap sixty. Talk to us how this track is completely unique compared to some of the other races we've run in seasons past, as well as this season, with this next-gen car.
2: Uh, I just felt like it was one of those tracks where you had to focus on your driving more. So usually when that happens, uh, people really focus on like not sliding in the tires and stuff like that. So it's like really hard to send it on people and try to make passes and be over-aggressive. So Because you're trying to take care of your own car at the same time so it's just a little extra uh driver skill that goes into it and i always like that so i just think it was a little bit harder so people were more focused about trying to get that pace long run. uh so they weren't uh trying to pass or be so aggressive the whole run so yeah i think that's why
0: so graham i had another uh question for you you know worldwide technology is a real interesting track there's not it's kind of got some New Hampshire qualities. It's, you know, a real flat track. You got to carry a lot of momentum around the place. It kind of drives the way the next gen is now, at least how it's geared, kind of like a road course. You got to do a lot of shifting, and that's that's kind of in your wheelhouse. You know, a lot of road courses. Picked up a win at Watkins Glen last year. Is that something that kind of helped you out?
2: Uh, yeah, I actually felt like a really a lot like New Hampshire. You just got to roll a roll lot of speed, and you can't just – as soon because a lot of these tracks with the banking and stuff the way i racing is you just get on the gas like you roll center speed lower than everybody else and then you get on the gas pretty hard where this you had to roll a lot of speed you couldn't get full throttle so you're damn near at the exit and uh it just had to be really smooth it was like a Darlington and stuff like that when it's really hot track temp or you just have to roll a lot of speed and just be careful on the tire and take care of it and i really like it when it's like that
0: now again correct me if i'm wrong but you know running some open races and fixed races there this week were you did you find yourself shifting down to third gear or were you guys able to make something work in fourth or is that just how a lot of folks were driving it because it seemed like you're shifting you know two three times per lap uh we only shifted once and wanted to two. we had
2: a fifth to fourth gear setup there's i saw there's some people that went from fifth to third but uh i didn't think it was faster the track temp was so hot that running the higher gear i think was better but uh other than that that's what we found other teams were running fifth to third but we were just running fifth to fourth with really high rpm so i i think that was part of why we won the race because we were at the long run we were higher rpm than most of the competition so uh yeah i i would say that's part of the reason but uh we only shifted once yeah so
0: okay that's about that's about what i thought you know it was different from car to car but it's hard to see you know on multiple live streams and whatever
1: well as we move ahead through the rest of the season of course we are owing into our summer break right now we have a nice couple of weeks off before we head to the next round at nashville super speedway the first official race last year we ran there as part of the all-star event your thoughts on how the rest of your season will be going, especially now that you are guaranteed so far a spot into the playoffs later on this season and how your thoughts of how this next gen car has been for you throughout this season. And what can we expect more, especially now with the recent update to the car?
2: Uh, I don't know what the recent update will do. I have yet to drive the car today. It came out actually, uh, it, I think it's been good for me like the setup difference is way smaller Uh, balance matters more than speed it seems like once you get the speed in it like it's pretty easy to get the speed in it so you just have to find that balance and it's really sensitive so if you're really good at feeling the car you can you can adjust it to your liking and get the balance you need out of it and you'll be fast so that's why I really enjoy about the setup or aspect of it so yeah.
1: Well, as we also think about this, we see, of course, it is the new build season, but also you, a lot of new things have been going on for you this season. You're with a new team, of course. Last year, you were with Stuart Haas Esports. Now moved over to the Charlotte Phoenix Esport team, one of the newest teams that has been involved with the eNASCAR competition. How has the relationship been since we've last talked to you regarding this partnership with Charlotte Phoenix?
2: Oh, it's been good. I enjoyed everything that did to me. I just um, we just had a change in free agency, uh, and got in a good spot as well. And sh- like, they're just awesome people. James Bickford, um, uh, CJ, Storm, so like CJ, uh, past Storm, I think his name is, uh, but other than that, they're really just good people. It's, it seems like a family group. It's a pretty small org, but we... We do a lot with what we have, and I think we've done a lot this year the iRacing side. Uh, it was really a good experience going up there for Kansas and Charlotte and racing in front of a pretty big crowd. So I just, uh, like, instead of hearing my spotter sometimes, I was hearing them scream when I was fighting for the lead, so that was cool. But other than that, uh, it's just been great.
1: Talk to us about that. I mean, we've seen that happening here recently with iRacing having live events we saw with Monday Night Racing, but this was the first time for E-NASCAR competition where you and your teammate Colin Keese were going head-to-head with Briar LaPrade and Michael Conti of the Junior Motorsports team and doing it in a live in-person event. What was the emotion like being there and realizing, hey, this is something new. This is something big that can maybe one day change to even something bigger.
2: Oh, that's cool. I wish we would do a lot more lands like that. I, I was worried that I wouldn't be able to adjust the, to the rigs, but it took me like an hour and I was up to the pace with what I had as long as I was able to bring my equipment, like my wheel and my pedals. Uh, as long as you have that, it should be fine. Like, uh, I feel like if we get more people out at of land, it would just be bigger for the series, more people would have eyes on it, so it would be cool for that to happen again. Uh, maybe the end of the season sometime that would be amazing that I feel like that would be a good idea, but yeah.
1: Well, Graham, as we come to a close on this, where can people go to follow you for the rest of the season? Where can people go to learn about the Charlotte Esports arena for the Charlotte Phoenix, as well as rest of the team and your drivers?
2: Uh, you can follow me at bowling, uh Bolin Graham on Twitter. Uh, and you can follow uh charlotte phoenix and clt phoenix on twitter and then as well uh stay plugged in for some sponsors and then race day nft and that's that's it colin keyster on twitter as well um yeah clt.gg and that's it
1: well graham thank you so much for your time good luck for you on this rest of the season enjoy your summer break as we will see you return to competition on june 21st at nashville super speedway all right thank you that is graham Bolin on the iRacers download coming up after the break we're going to talk all things week 13 and season three build you're listening to the iRacers download on the Speedsport podcast network presented by crosley radio and on nascar digital Media. Welcome back to the iRacers Download on the SpeedSport Podcast Network, presented by Crosley Radio and on NASCAR Digital Media. Dylan Connolly, Taylor Burrows here, our producer Richard Colbreath. as we go over now the wonderful Week 13 and Season 3 results. And, Decon, first things first, we have to talk about the most exciting things that we see and first and foremost saw was, for well, not too long ago, a couple of weeks, we saw a very intricate picture from iRacing about the rear end of a car. And a lot of people were just wondering what in the world this car was going to be. Some said it was maybe a new GT4 car. Some were saying it's a Mercedes. And next thing you know, we get not one, but two Mercedes. The Mercedes AMG GT4 and the Mercedes AMG GT3 2020 edition. That's right. We get an updated Mercedes GT3 car for the new build.
0: Oh, it's going to be exciting. You know, I was wondering that same thing. I'm like, what could this possibly be? But then I started thinking about it, I was like, you know, is it another IMSA car? Is it a GT3 car? But, you know, lo and behold, it was Mercedes. As soon as I saw the pictures, I was like, oh, man, this is awesome.
1: It certainly is, and of course, this is going to be added on to some several different series recording, utilizing the GT3 and GT4 cars, mostly for the Michelin Pilot Challenge, along with also the IMSA WeatherTech iRacing series, and also even including in the Nurburgring endurance series that is on the iRacing program and the GT3 series for the GT3 car, which is very excited to see these cars utilize. But I think the biggest surprise as far as cars was an updated Radical car. That's right. We're getting the brand new Radical SR10, which is a beginner entry-level prototype that is utilized all across the world. It's raced here in the U.S. It's raced also in Europe, Australia, Asia. A great segue to work your way through after you get out of maybe here in the States, the SCCA P1 or P2 cars and getting into a more high horsepower prototype and making your way up through into maybe lmp3 or lmp2 or if you're in the states one day gtp
0: you know i've always driven uh the radical i've occasionally driven it actually and and it's it's really user-friendly but you can there's a lot of power to it and i you know saw the pictures of this too and i'm just like man just i need i need more i need to know more like because i think they posted a vague screenshot of it and then they announced it and I was just like, I gotta see it. I gotta see more. And then they showed a video of it, I believe driving at Sandown, which is another track that's coming out. And I was just like, I gotta drive it. I gotta drive it as soon as I saw it.
1: Just to give an idea of how much this car has horsepower-wise, it's 425 horsepower wise, it's four hundred and twenty-five horsepower, three hundred and eighty oh. pounds of <laughs> torque zero to 60 in 2.4 seconds and only weighing about 725 kilograms and it's probably the most load powered to weight ratio and the most nimble machinery that we have on the iRacing service the only thing that might be a little bit more nimble than this car might have to go to probably the formula one car from 2021 that we just received with mercedes as well
0: oh absolutely i mean it, it's it's just a big power machine i mean it's going to be a lot of a lot of horsepower just again it just it just looks like it's fun to drive it doesn't matter heck you could you could take them to martinsville and it looks like they'd be fun to drive
1: (laughs) i have to certainly agree i'm pretty sure some people will try that over the week 13 excitement but we now talk a little bit about some of the tracks that released decon you touched on one of them Sandown Motor Raceway from Springville, Australia, one of the many Australian motorsports tracks that are coming onto the iRacing circuit. We had Winton from the last build. This weekend, we get Sandown, which is another phenomenal track home of the Sandown 500 in the V8 Supercar Series in Australia. A track that's going to provide a lot of fun and excitement, I have to say, especially in any of the V8 or GT3 cars.
0: You know, uh, Sandown's really historical track you know a lot of big names raced there I know formula one used to race there they had you know formula one legends like jack brabham john Surtees, bruce mclaren a bunch of guys from you know the 60s and 70s that had raced there and it's just you know i i know they i don't believe formula one has raced there in a while but i know it's it's an exciting road course and it's again just something new
1: It certainly is, and it's going to provide a lot of great racing on the iRacing service. And, of course, Sandown will be part of the new V8 Supercar Series that the Australian V8 Supercar Series will be hosting over the summer. And we will be exciting to see this circuit race with some of the biggest names in virtual and real-life Australian V8 Supercar competition. We move on to getting a little down and dirty as Port Royal Speedway, the Speed Palace itself, opened in 1938. The half mile joins the iRacing service as it is home, of course, to some of the biggest 410 sprint car actions and as well as the World of Outlaws series that made their debut back in 1979. It's another great dirt track that's going to provide a lot of great racing all across the iRacing service and especially for two of the iRacing World of
0: Outlaws World Championships happening later on this year. You know, Port Royal is an exciting racetrack. You know, it's only a half mile, which is about you know, a little on the, the bigger side of dirt tracks, but, you know, you, if you ever see a race on TV, first thing you notice is just the banking there. I mean, it. it's it's like, it. you know, you look at the onboards, it almost looks like it's 50 degrees of banking <laughs> the way it is. You just carry so much speed there, but it's, you know, rightfully named the Speed Palace. But again, that's another one. You know, once I saw, I can't remember the Corgi's name, but once I saw they put a screenshot of... The uh, They call it the track owner. I can't remember the official name for the Corgi. But as soon as I saw the picture, I was like, we're getting Port Royal, aren't we?
1: It certainly is. And it's going to be exciting to see Port Royal utilized on the iRacing service. And then finally, this track, I'd have to say, was a bit of a surprise when they announced it coming to iRacing. But the Fuji Speedway over in Fuji, Japan, just outside of Mount Fuji, was added to the iRacing build. And, of course, it was T saying that it was coming to iRacing. It didn't say it was coming on this build. And next thing you know, here we are, home, of course, to some of the greatest his spectacles in motor racing Who can forget some of the racing action of the 1976 Japanese Grand Prix, where we saw Niki Lauda and, of course, none other than James Hunt battling in a torrential downpour world championship race at the Fuji Speedway back then. And, of course, this race provides a lot of great racing opportunities, as well as the main Toyota racing circuit, where Toyota comes to test all of their new machineries at this circuit
0: you know it's still used to this day you know the japanese national gt and formula series calendars uh we'll see it on there but you know fun little fact about it that i actually just happen to know it was used in the olympics they used it as cycling track which is just you know and they race everything over there i mean of course can't race cycling yet on iRacing but it's it, it's another exciting track that was like whoa didn't see that coming you know iRacing likes to do that they'll They'll tease some stuff, like, you know, they tease Port Royal, they teased the Mercedes a little bit, but then they just drop stuff like, hey, yeah, we're releasing Fuji International Speedway. I'm like, whoa, that's awesome. It
1: certainly is. This makes it the fourth different Japanese track to join the iRacing service, joining the likes of Suzuka, Okayama, and Tsukuba, all which have been on the service for a couple of years. And, you know, Tsukuba and Fuji decon if we may say i have to say are part of the original gran turismo lineup for those who played geez, uh-huh. gran turismo for all the years that that goes on and it's really interesting to see iRacing getting a hold of some of these tracks that we used to enjoy growing up and racing on on the console days
0: oh yeah it's good to go it's good to relive the glory days you know it's always good to race it you know a track like daytona but then you have a bunch of tracks like that where you know they were big in other video games and it's just It's just really awesome to see. It
1: certainly is. And of course, there are so many other great features that have been released as well. Of course, the new damage model for the NASCAR next-gen cars has been released, along with also the the Mercedes-AMG GT4s, the Radicals. They get some updates to the damage models. And of course, new AI additions as well for the Arkham Chevy Impala, the Chevy Monte Carlo SS for the late models, both the Mercedes that just been released both the Modifieds, both the Stock Car Pro Brazil cars, and then, of course, you can utilize AI Racing at Stafford Motor Speedway, Sandown, and Fuji for both configurations at that circuit. Pretty cool updates as well all
0: throughout oh, the yeah. service. Now, there's there's one more that they kind of snuck in there and they were just talking about, hey, you know, we're, we're beta testing this, and then suddenly they just throw it on us as Start Zones. You know, yeah. start zones, it's it's going to be, for anyone that doesn't know, it's basically a restart zone. It's only going to be implemented on the tracks that NASCAR races at. So like your Atlantas, your Bristol's, your Daytona's, tracks that you see NASCAR go to. So it's essentially, it's, ugh, If I could talk. It's essentially a restart zone. So if I understand it correctly and just reading through the notes over the last day or so, basically gone are the days where as soon as the pace car goes off, the leader gets to go. They have to wait till this designated spot on the track gonna be marked a lot like, you know, they'll see it as the uh, the Geico restart zone or whoever may be sponsored by by whatever television network that NASCAR's on, but they have to go in that zone. If they go early, well then it's a black flag. If they go too late, well then they're at the mercy of the rest of the field. That's another exciting feature that I racing threw in there. You know, it's it's something that a lot of people have asked for because, you know, you know, that in a choose cone, because it's stuff that happens in real life racing. Now they didn't add them to, you know, smaller short tracks or tracks that NASCAR does not go to. And also I believe if say IndyCar or whoever else goes there to like Indianapolis or wherever else, they're not implemented for them.
1: Yeah, it certainly is a wonderful IT idea that they're doing here tonight, and it's going to provide a lot of great opportunities and racing action here for these competitors. So we'll have to see what's going to be happening for these drivers and see if it's going to be implemented in the upcoming eNASCAR nascar competition that will happen.
0: I, I would imagine so. You know, they're trying to replicate it to be as close to the real life product as possible, but it's just it's going to catch a lot of people off guard because You know, a lot of times folks will just see the big stuff, like they'll see what tracks and cars come out, but they won't read the little details like that because I mean, iRacing didn't really, you know, announce this a whole much. They just said that, uh, they just said that they were talking about doing it and trying to figure out how to do it. And then they sneak it in here. So that's just something, you know, you're going to see it. And if you go in any assorted race, someone's going to go way early as soon as the pace car goes off and then they're going to wonder how they got a black flag. But it's just, it's, it's always nice to see iRacing doing new stuff like this, whether it's not just tracks, but the implementation of track rules and of course adding track limits and such.
1: It certainly is. And of course, you can utilize all of that currently right now on the build. Of course, the official 2022 season three build will kick off next week as we will see all the action kick off. So that'll be starting on June 13th is when the new season comes into play, where all the schedules for every new series that's been announced will be coming back into play Currently, there's only a few special Week 13s and then those who compete in the E-NASCAR iRacing Series challenges all throughout the iRacing service, utilizing the B, C, and Cup cars. So it's going to be interesting to see how this week will go. But a lot of people usually take the week off, have a little fun, and enjoy the competition to see and try out all the fun new goodies that are on the iRacing service. Well, Dylan, we're going to take a quick break, but when we come back, we are going to talk about the championship race of the 2022 Porsche Tag Heuer Esports Super Cup, as well as also review the winning of Graham Bolin at the E-NASCAR competition at Worldwide Technology Raceway. You're listening to the iRacers Download on the Speed Sport Podcast Network presented by Crosley Radio and on NASCAR Digital Media. Welcome back to the iRacers Download on the SpeedSport Podcast Network, presented by Crosley Radio and on NASCAR Digital Media. Dylan Connolly, along with our producer, Richard Colbreath, I'm Taylor Burris. As we review some of the great racing action that happened over the week in iRacing, specifically the iRacing competitions of none other than the eNASCAR Coca-Cola iRacing series, which just did their next round of competition, which was at the Worldwide Technology Raceway. We talked to the race winner, of course, Graham Bolin, who put on a dominating performance during this race, Dylan. And I got to say... He has been due for a win all season long. He's been denied a couple of wins this season. Of course, Atlanta comes to mind. Mm-hmm. Kansas, another big one that comes to mind. But he finally sneaks one away, and not just anyway, but in dominating fashion.
0: I mean, he's he's one of the best on here. He's, he's someone that you know, I've been telling people, hey, don't be surprised if Graham rattles off a couple here. Hey, don't be surprised if he ends up in the Final Four. I mean, he's a dude that can go out and win the whole dang thing at the end of the year he can go win himself a championship win him a lot of money because a lot of tracks that are in the chase or the playoffs excuse me they are very tuned to his skill set I mean he's he's a driver every single week you know you see him hover around the top 10 a lot of weeks hover around the top five but you know he's had so many near misses this year it was just good to see him finally break through the door and get him one this year
1: he certainly has. And, of course, with that win, that breaks him in into the playoffs for later on this season. Currently, the playoffs looks as it stands. Matt Busa is your points leader overall with his win. Five points ahead of Nick Ottinger. Then you have Steven Wilson in third. Demi olap in four of Casey Kerwin, Graham Bolin, Corey Vincent, Zach Novak, Garrett Lowe, and Michael Guest. And then just looking on the outside, looking in to get into the playoffs, you have Jimmy Mullis, Michael Conti with his wins. Thankfully, that guarantees him a spot in the playoffs. But you have Garrett Mains, Blake Reynolds, Bobby Zelensky just on that curve looking into seeing do they have what it
0: takes to get into the playoffs? And you know, looking at the standings there, you have a lot of guys that One last year or are guys that are always up front that haven't got them a win yet. Can a guy like a Mitchell DeYoung get a win? Keegan Leahy, uh, Vicente Salas, a Ray Alfala, guys like that. Can one of these rookies like a Donovan Strauss or whoever else rattle off a win here? I mean, it's going to be fun to see how this cracks down toward the playoffs.
1: It certainly is. And of course, as we are pretty much at the halfway point of the season, Dylan, who are some of the drivers that have you been surprised that has shown that what it has what it takes to be in the playoffs and some who really haven't shown anything and kind of been falling off the edge?
0: You know, the ones that, you know, really haven't surprised me, the two guys up at the top, Nick Ottinger, Matt Busa. those guys are always going to compete for a championship year in, year out. I mean, they're For as long as they want to race in the NASCAR Coca-Cola iRacing Series, they'll always compete for a championship. But I'll tell you, a guy that's kind of impressed me, you know, he hadn't broken the victory lane yet this year, is Michael Guest. Michael Guest has strung together some really good finishes this year. You know, he had some tough luck early on, but, you know, he's always hovering around 10th. You know, he's been up front, led some laps this year, but he's he's been really good. He's just kind of snuck under the radar. He's, just, he's been a veteran of the series for a long time, so I could see a guy like Michael Guest sneaking into victory lane before it's all said and done. Certainly is,
1: and as we take a look at the team standings, your top three goes as follows: Stuart Haas Esports currently holds a five point lead over Rise Esports, and then one point ahead is Team Dylan Esports. The next round of the eNASCAR Coca-Cola iRacing Series is on June twenty first, as they head to Nashville Super Speedway for the next round of competition. But they enjoy a little bit of the summer break here in the month of June before they get back at it. Catch all the action on iRacing and eNASCAR streaming services. Well, as one championship is still raging on, another has come to a close. The Porsche Tag Heuer Esports Super Cup title finale happened at Monza over the weekend, and it was none other than Diego Pinto, who is your 2022 champion. And I got to say, this one was an absolute nail-biter. Sebastian Job with Team Red Bull was trying everything in his power to try and clinch this championship. He was the only one who could answer and fight his way for a championship, but was so close, but unable to do so in the end. And Diego Pinto, I had to say, Dylan, looking over the stats, never picked up a win, but his way to championship victory, an average finish of fifth place.
0: You know, he kind of, he kind of met Kenseth it a little bit, you know, he, he didn't win any races, but he was just so consistent and just good everywhere that, you know, the average finish trumped, you know, guys that had wins in the series. I mean, you look at Sebastian Job, he won the race and he was the only one that was really within striking distance, but it was like, there's not much else he could have done. I mean, Diego was just that good.
1: He certainly was. And in fact, as you pointed out, Sebastian Joe picked up three wins, the most wins of the season. But that problem, finishing average finish is 11th position. Mm. And that's what cost him those finishes. He only had three top fives compared to seven top fives for Diego Pinto as an average finish of that fifth place. So really just absolutely Mr. Consistency all season long for Diego Pinto. And with that, he wins the big money. He wins the glory and the bragging rights for 2020, but as for 20 other drivers, well, they're going to have to try again and see if they have what it takes to make it back into the Porsche Heuer Esports Super Cup as Oscar Biscard was able to hold on to that coveted 20th position, but for a lot of drivers, you know, you have Peter Berryman who's having to fight his way back through, Bobby Zelensky, David Williams, Sam Coitert, Dino Lombardi, Brian Lockwood, all of them, they're going to have to go back through the Contender series later on here in 2022.
0: You know, give a call to Bobby Zelensky. You know, he finished outside the top 20, but man, he's he's got to have, like, no free time. I mean, he's working on this. He's working in E-NASCAR. He's really good at E-NASCAR Coca-Cola iRacing series. It's just, he's really talented. It's, you know, there's a lot of big names on here that, aren't going to make or that didn't make the top 20 that are going to have to fight their way through the contender series i can't wait to watch that
1: i can't wait either we'll see all that action happening later on in the year as we'll see when the schedule is released as well as the remaining 20 drivers who are having to fight their way through the qualifying series to get in also in porsche news the all-star Porsche tag where esports super cup came to a close as well as Tyson Meyer quirks was able to take home the all-star championship after having to fight off some of the biggest names in motorsports as well as in streaming such as Emily Jones, Lauren Heinrich from Porsche junior driver, as well as also Tony Canon in this championship, a very exciting Tyson though, just absolutely dominated the season, picking up win after win all throughout the season in one race or another.
0: I mean, that was, that was, I didn't watch a whole bunch of it, but it was just fun to watch. You know, Tony Kanan was in there. I mean, it's always, Tony Kanan was the main reason that I watched because I was like, man, they got Tony Canon, They got a bunch of big names in this. And it was actually really entertaining to watch.
1: It certainly was. In fact, the funniest story is my first time actually doing an iRacing official broadcast was actually broadcasting the brand new Porsche 992 Cup car. And Tony Cannon was in that race, and it was probably the most smilingest time I had. I was smiling (laughs) from ear to ear that whole broadcast.
0: I mean, understandably so. I I could imagine why you wouldn't be.
1: Of course, that's Tony Cannon. It's going to be an exciting race. But of course, with that, it is time that we come to a close here for the this week on the iRacer download. Dylan, thank you so much for coming out and having to do a little substitute work. But yeah. you also got another podcast that just released.
0: Yeah, we're putting together a podcast called Chat Band, ironically enough. Uh, special guests from around the sim racing and even the real wa- uh racing, real racing world. Uh, you know, it's on all major podcast formats. You know, you listen on Google, Spotify. Apple everywhere. It's just, we had Brandon Cattell on uh, the first episode and it was a really good interview. You know, he talked about, you know, how he started in sim racing, his big E NASCAR Coke win at Talladega, Firecracker 400 win. He's just a real interesting dude to listen to. It was only about an hour long. I'd suggest everybody give it a listen if you haven't already. We'll
1: certainly do that. Of course, this is, of course, Dylan Connolly's chat band episode. Go make sure to go check it out and follow us, but also make sure to follow us here on the iRacers download as we get ready for another great week coming up. We'll have some exciting news, talk about all the exciting new content, get even Justin's take on this past week 13 build. But for that, it is time we come to a close for Graham Boland. My co-host here tonight, Dylan Conley. our producer, Richard Colbra, I'm Taylor Burris. Thank you for listening to this week's episode of the iRacers Download on the Speed Sport Podcast Network, presented by Crosley Radio and on NASCAR Digital Media.